What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and television shows that accompany those universes. I am your co-host, Ben Rayside, and today it is it is so good to be back. We took a little detour to Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance last week, and while that movie was great. It is certainly nice to be back in the MCU for not only a, a Marvel MCU film, but for one that we've waited for for a long time, one that has been built up over the past four years. And I'm, of course, talking about Marvel's The Avengers, the team up movie that proved cinematic universes could work. The movie that shouldn't have worked, but did. And we are here to break it down. And I say we because I am not here alone. Joining me as always on the Marvel Movie Marathon is, of course, starting with Mr. Ethan Wensloff. Ethan, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I'm always excited to talk with you guys. But today, it's the Avengers. Not only get to talk about the big man in the suit of armor, who takes it off you know what, what will he be we'll discuss that we get to talk about this big movie this is the, i'll just say this right in the open this is the first marvel movie first superhero movie i saw in theaters so i'm just gonna say it i'm gonna be biased i'm gonna be biased towards this movie but yes i'm excited to talk about it today you have a great deal of nostalgia for it. We're getting into the movies that legitimately defined us as like who we are right now. Like I would say a great deal of why I'm so invested in this franchise starts with this movie. And also joining us here today is Mr. Micah Hat. Micah, how are you? Uh, you know, I'm doing pretty good. I'm I guess kind of hungry. Do you guys want to go get shawarma after this? <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a great idea. All right, great let's get some shawarma. I like shawarma. Never had it. No, no, no. I have had it. I like shawarma. I like shawarma. So is uh, it's chicken? Okay. Is that a legit restaurant or was that just made up for the movie? I don't know if it was a made up restaurant, like shawarma? but shawarma is just a general. Have you heard of shawarma, Ben? Do you know no. Sh- shawarma oh, is like pitted. Well, okay, no, I should say that I have heard of shawarma, but only from this movie. Yeah. yeah. So shawarma is where they put it on a. You know, you know how they make euro meat? No. Oh, well, they, they put a big old thing of chicken on a pole and then it rotates Oh, man, like people, on a heater thing. Yeah, and then like, they carve off some some chicken bits and put it on a pita. You huh. know, Ben, you know how people can say we're going to get Chinese? Oh, yeah. Same thing. We're going to get shawarma. What kind yeah. of food it's is Middle Eastern. shawarma? That? Oh, Middle, Middle Eastern. Eastern. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm dating the Middle Eastern. I got to know this. I have <laughs> never, ever heard of shawarma outside of the Avengers. Dude, it's good so stuff. I it's am good, good stuff. I'm learning it. here. Is it really? You like hummus? I, mm, I'm not the biggest fan of it, but... Then you'll like shawarma. Because oh, it's got really? hummus in it. People who don't like hummus like hummus with shawarma. Really? Yes. Because right. I don't like hummus, but I like hummus with shawarma. Well, this is great. I've got a great movie and a great thing to now try. New thing to try. Yeah. Dude, let's go get shawarma. got a shawarma we'll go on the other side. Like, dude, that is epic. Uh, guys, I'm so excited to talk about this movie. And uh, we're excited that you guys are here listening. And if you would, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We've been getting a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but a, a decent fair amount of traction for us right now. We just crossed uh, a couple days ago 200 subs on the what? YouTube channel. Go so play button here we come it's yeah, not baby. not the greatest amount but to us it's a, it's a milestone and one that we uh we're greatly appreciative of you guys for so look forward to obviously more content coming but go 
flip over to the YouTube channel. We got some cool stuff coming out and also leaving a review on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, which we will read on our weekly shows. Thank you to Parker Duncan who for leaving one last week. It was very nice. Let's go. And uh, without further ado, gentlemen, I, I think that's the formalities are out of the way. Let's open our sling rings and head over to, once again, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Threaten my world with war. You might not be glad that you did. <laughs> what have I to fear? Let's do a head count. A couple of master assassins. The demigod. A super soldier. And you've managed to piss off every single one of us. I have an army. We have a Hulk. Yeah. Guys. We're here. We finally made it to the Avengers. And honestly, we didn't watch this movie together. We never really get together for the big movies. We just get together for bad ones like Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. We, we need the moral support. Indeed. But we've, we've really been looking forward to this. I know I have. And I, I sat down today and I rewatched. I watched this movie for I don't even know how many times. I watched it. I, re, I then rewound back and f- watch the final battle again just because of how good the ending was i watched every single special feature it took me back to when i was a kid so when you rewind and watch the final battle how far do you rewind cuz final battle could be anything from 5 minutes to the whole last 2 hours of the movie i rewind to the part where iron man flies in and sees loki sitting at his tower and it fits, I think that's where the like the chapter or the, the scene starts, technically. So that's where I go. I watched it again. I, I, I have so much love for this movie. I have so much nostalgia, appreciation for this movie. I'm a big fan. I'm going to say it right on the outstart. I don't know many people who aren't the biggest fans of this movie. Ethan... I know you're a big fan of this movie. I love movie. this movie. How yeah. was your time watching oh, it? It was a great time. I watched this a little over a week ago for the... This might be my hundredth time watching this movie i think i've watched this movie more than any other movie in my life and uh it's so funny that i watched the i pulled out the blu-ray that i had back in 2012 to watch this the the blu-ray 3d as micah pointed out earlier you know that dates it right there and right when i got to the seven minute mark started uh sputting out on me you know the disc was scratched and then it took me right back to my my childhood because i'm like oh yeah the movie stops working right there. I instantly remembered. So I, of course I have to log on to Disney plus and watch it there, which is awesome that we have it available there. But yes, I love this movie. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say this right now. I'm going to need, uh, I know Ben really loved this movie. Micah, I know, I don't, I don't know. I'm getting mixed feelings from you. I'm going to need you to convince me that this isn't a perfect film. That's what I'm going to need you to do mm, for me okay. today. Okay. I'm going to need it. All okay. Right? You know what? I might lend my voice to that as well. Yes. So, I need help. I, need I, help. I don't think it's a perfect film. I love this movie. So, so yeah, Mike, like, well, well first, first off, yeah. ben, ben, we didn't watch the Avengers. That's, we watched Avengers Assemble. That's a good point. <laughs> okay. We watched the European version. So they, I looked it up. They I can't call it Avengers because there's a show that came out in the 90s called The Avengers. Yeah, and it's a, like a, uh, a show that came out in the 60s too called The Avengers. Called Marvel's The Avengers. Whoa. UK yeah, could do just it. The Avengers. Though I don't know why they, but from there on, they were, this is also our last 
Paramount. Yes. Movie. Is it really? Yeah. I thought I, I think so. three was also Paramount. Is it? I don't know. Well, either way, it's one of our last ones. It is definitely, definitely the last one. Our last phase one movie. Yeah. Running it out. So my thoughts on the Avengers. It's not perfect. Mm. I see where you guys are coming from. It is really good. It is really, really good. But is it one of the best? I don't think so. Okay. I think that there okay. are many movies that we will see later on that have more character depth, that handle more characters better. Because a struggle that they had writing this movie was there's too many characters. There's the same amount of characters as Guardians of the Galaxy in this. The Guardians have as many people in them as the original Avengers mm. team. Right. And that movie is fantastic. Every single character has an arc. Let me let me say that again. Every single character has an arc. But in this movie, which characters have an arc? Which characters are different from the beginning of the movie compared to the end of the movie? Hmm. I want to I want to ask you guys that question throughout this podcast. So yeah. So in Guardians of the Galaxy, you're saying and and most of this I I want to table this but just quickly. Yeah. Cuz I don't want to take too much away from that conversation. Yeah, cuz I, I don't remember all of Guardians of the Galaxy, but uh, Guardians 2, for sure, they have, each one has a character arc. I feel like Guardians is more of a, a coming together story, whereas the all of these characters who work alone mm. come together. Yeah. And that's the arc at this the end. This is just they, the team-up movie. They find themselves a part of a family, mm. as far as Guardians go. Compared to something like Infinity War, mm -hmm. where... They're completely different from by the end of the movie or by the end of from the beginning of Infinity War to the end of Endgame. They are different people. They went through so much. Right. And in this movie, sure, it's a lot less runtime, but you can see that there's a, a, a dramatic shift in the writing capabilities. It's, it's also not trying to be that movie. It, it isn't. That's right. When I sit down and I look at this movie. This movie is two hours of characters I love in scenes I love doing fun things that, that, that's just how mm. i define this movie just it is the pinnacle of fun to me this is the single most fun avengers movie where i can sit down enjoy my time you know mm. in infinity war that's also great but it's, it's a little more sad than fun same with endgame really it's really great it's a little more sad than there's more so meat on the bone i feel with meat. those two there there is Infinity War for sure. Yeah. I'd say it in Infinity yeah. War. Yeah. yeah. That's not Go a ahead. bad thing. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I think to address the Guardians of the Galaxy comparison, the reason this movie works so well and the fact that there's not a, a character arc per se is that all of these characters have more or so like more or less gone through them already. Yeah. What we have not seen is them coming together. And that's what this movie is trying to do. The main goal of the Avengers is to bring these characters from separate places in, and they do it so, so well, mm -hmm. and bring them together in this film. They and do a fantastic job. Literally, I, I could not. <laughs> it's so perfect the way that they flip it. Fl the flow of this movie is done so perfectly because you go from Natasha at the beginning. Well, Hawkeye technically at the very start, Natasha's scene, then she's got to go get the Hulk. And then that scene flows into Captain America's scene. It's won by soldiers and then it cuts right to Captain America. And he, then he says, 
is there anything you can tell us before that we don't already know about the Tesseract? And Captain America says, you should have left it in the water. And then that scene flows directly into Iron Man, who's under the water, putting things together for his... Whose dad found the Tesseract in the water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Literally, it just... So much of this seems like this is exactly what the plan was from the start, and everything was executed to perfection. I do have one transition that I didn't like as much, and it's the transition from the um, Thor versus Iron Man fight into the Helicarrier. Hmm. I think that there's one scene missing there where it's like, all right, Thor, you're going to team up with us kind of thing. Just a couple lines would have would would have made that transition smoother. So, like, but right now it's yeah, we're fighting against Loki. I'm trying to get Loki down too, and then they don't like agree on it that they're gonna fight for the same side. Mm. They're just they just do it. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I I agree. Sure. And then all of a sudden he's in the helicarrier. <laughs> like he, he doesn't. The, I would like to see his first impressions of the helicarrier or something. That would have been cool. Mm. Oh, you, speaking, yeah. of, speaking of helicarrier, real quick. Uh, my first impressions when it was going out of the water. So I, I forgot that it goes up in the air at first. <laughs> like I, I thought it was going to go on a submarine because they said, "Oh, it's also a submarine." Oh, you forgot? Wow. I forgot because yeah. I, I have seen this movie maybe three times, maybe three times. And uh, I'm watching this movie with Parker, and uh, the helicarrier goes up, and the the fan starts spinning. I'm like, "Wow, that's a lot of grease." That, that you gotta you gotta grease those fittings, man. Because last summer or two summers ago, that's all I did was just yeah. grease huge fans like that. I was like, man, Parker, those he busts out laughing. He's like, you're, you're thinking about the, about the grease in these fans. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, interesting, man. The maintenance like, on this thing yeah, gotta be insane. Practicality I mean, of it. I, I imagine just one maintenance dude with a, with a little grease gun just going twenty four seven. That's yeah, the job. Just, yeah, and the, the grease keeps falling out. Brilliant. Yeah, you don't. Need, do you remember the helicarriers and? Winter Soldier, <laughs> yeah. I I always I don't forget Winter Soldier. I gotta watch uh, yeah. a lot of these Avengers or uh, Marvel movies blend together for me, and I gotta rewatch them to know which one is which. Yeah, because I I I've seen every single one except for a couple. I haven't seen Ant Man. I haven't seen um, New Mutants and uh, Amazing Spider Man Two. Amazing Spider Man Two. Those are the only ones I really haven't seen, and the rest of them I have seen at least once. Yeah. And I'd like to get that re-impression. So this was one of the movies that I didn't remember how the plot went. Yeah. So what jumps out to you now, right after your rewatch, like, oh, I kind of like how they do this in yeah. the story. Or what I like. love about this movie is that final fight in New York, how just seamless they go between all of the these one takes, characters. Yeah. yeah the one so takes. Good. And it's yep. such a huge area that they go around when I was in. So I went to New York and I went on the comic book tour trip. And when you're in front of the MetLife building, you can see all of these areas. And yeah. it's so cool. Uh, I, I can to, send you guys the picture that I took. To but me, this is from, like yeah. facing uh, Grand Central Station. You can see where the Avengers stood yeah. in the circle, and you can yep. see. Okay, this is where the party bus went around the corner, and you know, offside of the party your way. It's it's awesome just being there and looking. Around. No, I wasn't the biggest fan, but I remember the. It's iconic. This is mm -hmm. one of the most iconic fight scenes of all time, and I think it. Oh, ooh, I almost think that it shouldn't. This I think this it should fight? be like for how much it's hyped up. I was expecting this to be. 
really huge. You didn't like this. I felt battle. like it lasted ten minutes. The the ending the of this fight movie? scene. Yeah, I was like, wow, that was so quick. Well, it went quick. The, yeah. the runtime of the final fight is like an hour. Yeah, I felt sure like it was a long. 40... I, I felt like it was such a short time. They did a they did an awesome job of keeping you pulled in. That's the great one of the greatest strengths. I was of like, man, movie. I want more. I want more. Yeah. <laughs> They they do it's two hours and twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Quick fact check me, but this might be our longest movie so far. Ooh, I don't have a list of uh, times. I think it might be. I think it might be. I don't. How long know was if, it? I, two hours and twenty three minutes. Two hours and twenty three minutes. I, I feel like one of the Blade movies was longer. I don't think so. I, I would almost go to my grave and say that this is the longest movie we have so far. I think Hulk was long. I think X Men, one of the X Men movies, was long. But I just know that this movie is one of our longest movies. It feels like one of our shortest. Yeah. Every scene, I am consistently entertained, and I would say that to your point, Micah, maybe there's not so much arcs that are set up and completed in this one film, but what this does for the relationships of all of these core characters and how it sets it up going forward is done perfectly. Like it, it's mm. it can, you can't get better than that, especially. You, we talk about them all the time, Tony and Cap. So many of their scenes, they go from that helicarrier sequence where they're arguing, put on the suit, let's go a few rounds. And then the helicarrier starts to blow up, and Cap's like, put on the suit. He's like, yep, we gotta put on the suit. Like, they argue, they argue, they argue, but when things, when like, when it, when it hits the fan, like, they're a team. And seeing that happen is so well done and the the banter the witty dialogue like oh, it's i've i audibly like was just oh, you're totally right it's the most fun movie you can have you know i i was looking at our list and i think um our second longest movie is spider-man 3 which came out five years prior to the day may 4th 2007 oh cool how long is that movie uh 219 219. So, 219. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's our, our, our next closest. I can't think of another one that would be anywhere near it. So, um, Angley's Hulk was 218. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's right. I got to do a list with all the run times. I'll, I'll get back to you guys next week with you that. You work too all hard, right. Micah. You, you work do. too hard. No, but to me, like, like, Micah, you highlighted the final battle. I mm. think this is one of my favorite final battles. Just period. Mm-hmm. Not only do I think that it is just shot really well. I think that it looks the best out of any fight scene. Really, even you go to Infinity War and Endgame, where are they fighting? Fields, uh, caverns, just desolate gr- ground. This is a city. This is New York. This is New York City. And not only uh, is it in New York City, but it's bright. <laughs> it's bright. The colors are there. Hulk is green. You can like I think that the Hulk looks the best he's looked in this film. One hundred percent hasn't looked this good since, or sounded as good too. Because I've said it before, <laughs> I'll say it again. Lou Ferrigno should have kept voicing Hulk because he voices him in this movie too. I think this is is this the last time he voices that, Hulk when he says puny god. That is totally Mark Ruffalo. I don't know. So it they says, used a mixture of Mark Ruffalo's voice, Lou Ferrigno's voice, uh, one of the sound editors, and two guys from New Zealand. Okay. They mixed There's a lot of them together. From New Zealand. I hear, um, what's yeah. his name? Mark Ruffalo. I hear Mark Ruffalo when he says those words. What, what, those, those two, Beauty those two words. Mark Ruffalo's first MCU movie. 
I want to say this Shout is out. probably Avengers is probably the best Hulk film. What they do with him in this, his transformation oh, sequence on the helicarrier. So good. And it's, you have an even better transformation scene in <laughs> one of the best scenes in the movie. I'm always one of the top scenes in the MCU. Really. So one of the greatest things moments later. Yeah. Hulk smash. Oh, Dude, that was great. It's so earned, too, because throughout the movie... It gives him a little smirk. All the Avengers, whenever he's in Hulk form, they call him Bruce. Mm -hmm. They call him Banner. We are not your enemies, Banner. You know, and that makes him more angry. But then Cap, in that moment, he calls him Hulk, and he gives him that little little (laughs) smirk. It's it's such a good detail. Yeah. So Hulk is a fan favorite, man. Oh, I know. This version of the Hulk is so good. I, I I always will sympathize with people in that we don't really we see this move this Hulk kind of in Age of Ultron. Actually I would say it's mostly consistent. And then we really never see him again. You know, th- these two movies with him, Mark Ruffalo going absolute beast mode as the Hulk is some of the best things ever. But back to the scene, as he says, I'm always angry, and the Avengers theme kicks in as he punches there. There is one moment. In every Avengers film where they say their one-liner and then the Avengers theme kicks in. This mo- this movie is Hulk. And it's one of the core four, the big four. Next movie is Iron Man in Age of Ultron. We'll keep an eye out for it as we go along. In Infinity War, it's Thor, if you know what I'm talking about. And then in Endgame, obviously, you have Cap. But in each one, you have one of the four core Avengers say an iconic line and... Then the Avengers theme kicks in, and and well, in Endgame might be the best one, but this this is really cool. It's, it's so it's, good, yeah. It's, it's so and it's good. a payoff to the ending of that the Incredible Hulk movie where Edward Norton is sitting there and it says blank days without an incident, and it just goes down to zero, and his eyes turn green. You're like, I guess in that moment he mastered how to control his anger, and if. He gets angry on his own free will. He can't control it, kind of. But if he just gets angry and hulks out, then he has no control of it. Well, that's a secret. He's always angry. That's a secret. What I love about this version of uh, Hulk, too, or Bruce, is he seems like a smart guy. Mm. I remember that was one of our arguments with the first... No, no, with the Incredible Hulk. Edward Norton, yeah. Edward Norton Hulk. He wasn't smart he wasn't shown smart he was just assumed smart uh ang lee's hulk he was shown smart this one they return back to form he's talking nerd with robert donnie jr so it, cool that was awesome they're they're like and you think what i was gonna trip up and be like oh you're way smarter than i am but no instantly connected finally, yeah. yeah they connect finally someone who speaks english yeah. <laughs> am i the only one who did the homework yeah yeah oh that was great and then, and then you see Cap, and he's he's confused the whole time. And then finally, uh, <laughs> he talks about flying monkeys. He's like, I understood that reference. See, like that's the magic, the magic of this film. Like he walk, I, Iron Man walks in, and he goes, "No hard feelings, point break. You got a mean swing." He taps the one. Like that's like, that is beautiful. And to reference that all the way out in Ragnarok too. That one line, right? That's awesome. Like you highlighted that the characters don't get arcs, mm. and they're not different. They but just connect. They. The, everything leading up to this movie were their arcs. Mm-hmm. So they come into this movie already fully fledged characters and us as the audience know this character. Yeah. It's just how do we put them on the screen and have them interact with each other in a great way. Yeah. And they do that. And the person who they need to do the most character work with is the Hulk. 
and they do it with it. So I, uh, yeah. What Infinity War does is each character or not each character, but more characters have their individual struggles. Like Peter, he wants to save his girlfriend. That's the thing he he's fighting for. You got Iron Man, who's got Pepper. You've got, um, I'm sure you can think, uh, uh, Steven. He's trying to save the entire thing, right? Like he's thinking bigger picture than even Iron Man is. Iron Man's just trying to stop Thanos. He's trying to stop Purple Dude. Bunch of different things are going on. This movie, no one has an individual. I guess you can say Thor has his Loki thing, but he kind of just brings that into everybody else anyway. So I think that's that's kind of where I'm where I'm getting at is that there's no individual struggles that I remember. Can you guys think of any? Uh, I don't think I don't think there needs to be. Yeah, not for a movie like this. I think in, in for almost, how basic it needs to be. Yeah, in almost any in almost any of the Avengers movies, it's more about working as a team, mm-hmm. saving the world, and having a lot of fun doing it. And there are consequences to your actions. You all of the characters they're built up because of their solo films. All of their struggles, why you connect with them, are because of the solo films. Mm-hmm. Everything just comes together, and you get to basically be a fan and nerd out in these movies. Yeah. So we were talking about solo films, but I love there, that movie. there are two heroes in this movie that did not get solo films, and those are being Clint Hawkeye and uh, Natasha's Black Widow. So. What, what do we think of these two characters? Well, we'll get Black Widow soon, right? Oh. Like, that's coming out within the next phase, right? right? Phase one, phase two? Hawkeye's Hulk 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 getting a, a movie too, right? I think they actually cut it to a low-budget TV show. Ooh. Ooh. Christmas special. <laughs> oh, dang. I, so, Black Widow is handled really well, I think. And Hawkeye gets kind of the, the, the short end of the stick. The he shaft is, of the arrow? You could say that, absolutely. He's brainwashed for half the movie so he doesn't get the character development that we kind of need from him more so at the end his stuff comes more in age of ultron Mm -hmm. he gets much more developed in that movie but hawkeye has kind of always been more of a side character but i like that they brought him in they didn't have to you know Mm -hmm. but they have him in thor so let's bring him in a shield agent who kind of plays both sides during the movie but black widow is done really well i think her especially her conversation with loki in the helicarrier is fantastic the way not only is tom hiddleston's acting great who is we haven't even talked about him yet there's a lot of yeah go i ahead. know but yeah. her whole spy struggle like you legitimately believe that she's scared and then she's sad because he's going to kill hawkeye and then he says you brought the monster and she turns around so banner that's your play done loki means to unleash the hulk i love how that scene mirrors the her first scene in this movie when the guys have her literally tied to the chair and they're um seemingly going to kill her and then she gets a phone call she's like she's like uh, no, I'm in the middle of an interrogation with these guys. And I'm winning. And I'm winning, yeah. And then it, that comes back later in the movie when he, she like gets this information out of Loki. This god, you know, the god of mischief. She tricked him. How cool is that? That's crazy. Yeah. What I, yeah, what I what I really love about um the um oh where was I going? Oh, I had it. Oh yeah. <laughs> what I love about the interactions between between characters in this movie is that it's early enough where you can have the main characters fight against each other. Mm. 
You can't do yes. that as yeah. easily in future movies. So in Civil War, they they pull it together. They they fight each other. That's a whole movie. About That's it. a whole movie. <laughs> this movie, it's still early enough where they can pull the. Oh, they don't know each other yet, so they can still fight. Thor and Iron Man fight. That is sick. Right. That is so cool. The Thor Captain America fight. That is so how. You want to write the hammer down? It was this rewatch for me that I realized. Wow, half. Half this movie is just Avengers fighting I didn't know each other. Any of this? Yeah. I forgot all of this. I forgot that any of the mind control stuff happened in this movie. I thought that was all Age of Ultron stuff. I forgot that is also about. Um, I forgot that Thor fights anybody. That's Avengers. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I was basically going into this movie blind. So that scene in the forest is such a good like <laughs> representation of what early Marvel did so well is these relics and these things that made superheroes who they are like Cap's shield, Thor's hammer, Tony's suit, the three of them fighting like each one of them. You're like, that is so cool. But now like stuff like that, like Ant-Man's got a nano suit like it. It is so That's like cool, but... the effect of what these things meant it was huge now it it doesn't mean anything like oh that whatever riri william the high school student has a cool suit to the same mm. level now like it it mm. doesn't mean anything but in these early stages it is so cool because it blends real world with comic book elements so nicely and yet there there are a lot of corny lines in this movie but i think they work so well in the story and how they put them in there and I, I love this movie. It's so good. Yeah, it once might, again, they had to have this. Just like Captain America, they had to have this be the best movie up to that point. They could not take any risks with this movie. They had to make sure that it was completely family-friendly, that everyone could go see this so that it can make a billion dollars. This was the second comic book movie to make a billion dollars. Right? The first one was Dark Knight. Yeah, you're yeah. right. This was the no second Spider-Man one. movie ever reached a Ghost billion. Ghost Rider, Spirit of Ghost Pins. Rider, Spirit of Definitely Peak. didn't make that. So if I they took right. any chances, it wouldn't have been as successful as it was. And who knows what kind of stunted growth it could have had on the, the rest of the five phases. years would have been a waste. All yeah. the buildup, which I mean, Iron Man was the most profitable. Iron Man Two was the most profitable out of all of them, and that made six hundred thousand. So this movie triples what that makes, and it is. I like I remember the buzz around this movie because I didn't see it opening weekend. My buddy did, my friend did. Alec Orendahl. I haven't talked to that guy in years. I, this was before I even went to school and he came over one day. We were playing outside and he said, "Holy cow. That movie was good, but it was scary. The Hulk scenes I had to close my eyes wow. when Hulk was storming through there. Like I, Hulk that Hulk is embedded core into my brain. I was eleven, he was hmm. uh, ten. We were kids playing outside, like little kids, and he was like, "Avengers was great, man." Middle schoolers are scared of a lot of stuff. Well, the Hulk. I remember I was scared but, yes. watching the uh, helicarrier scene when um, when Hulk is up there and he's about to grab Mjolnir. I was like, "Oh no!" I, I that is one of the only scenes I remember from this movie watching it originally i don't remember much of the last fight i don't remember much of the beginning but when hulk goes for the hammer i'm like dude this is gonna be scary if he gets the hammer yeah. and I, I i remember thinking that he picks it up slightly and then thor knocks him out but no like it, he just kind of holds it but that would have been insane if hulk was worthy in that moment what if they had that 
What a different <laughs> Hulk's not going to be worthy. It's what a different, not but there. it's because he doesn't pick it up that it's that's so great. Yeah, because like he's he's sitting there like the strongest dude. The Hulk like can't lift Mother. Yeah, I love that. The oh, when he stops that Chitari so dude in the last fight. <laughs> what? Go ahead. What were you going to say? Because no, I'm going to take it a different way. Go ahead. Do it. Do yeah. it. Okay. Okay. Steer this. So course. one of the greatest things watch because so before i watched it i was on my way to school today i watched all the reviews for this movie when it came out 10 10 years ago 10 or 11 years ago john campia did a review chris stuckman did a review with the flick pick and jeremy, jeremy Johns, Johns did a review yeah. i watched all their stuff and hearing about it one of one of them goes i forget who it was but he was like so i did some research and the guy at the end his name is thanos and i'm pretty <laughs> sure that he has the infinity gauntlet and he basically is in love with death so you know kind of be looking for that he's kind of he's kind of into the they character of death. death so that's interesting Thanos is at the end of this movie. Also, something I noticed when you watch the scene, they just they have a regular human hand. I saw that. As Thanos's hand. He sits there, puts his hand there, and then it's Thanos. And it's just, I mean, that's not Thanos. Right out raisin grape face. Like what? What? But also, like he looks nothing like it. But just the fact that that happened. So after I saw Look it, at him. That, right, that looks nothing like Thanos. I mean, it, it kind of does. It, it does its job. Your but I remember after this movie came out, that was the speculation. I know one kid in my homeschool co-op group who knew about Thanos. And, and we all went to him for now. He was like, yeah, no, Thanos is like, he's a big deal, man. He's going to be the so next did, Avengers. Did film. you two see this in theaters also? I did not see no. this movie in theaters. Okay. Captain wow. America, the Winter I Soldier. I may have seen this in theaters. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. <laughs> Losers. Man. I was 10. Oh, I envy you greatly that you got to see this in theaters. You had a wonderful grandma. You know, who, what's your grandma's name? Nani. Yeah. Nani, shout out Nani. Shout out to you, man. You gave at least one of us a great experience at the movies. Can you believe this was the same year that The Hobbit came out? Dark Knight Rises, Men in Black 3. Oh, yeah. Look at that, Dude, man. All these movies came out that year. This is, I think, the best. This was a good year for movies. This is Marvel at its best. The, like, and we talked about character dynamics that work so well. Like, you have Iron Man, a billionaire playboy who is off of like playing off of Thor. Doth mother know you wear it? You only get that kind of interaction that was in this movie. Yeah, that was That's crazy. So much of this movie, especially Robert this Downey Jr. thing was improved. Was improved exactly. Same with. Uh, RDJ's blueberries around. Yes. He's, he just yeah. hid random packages of snacks. Right, you like, want some? Oh, blueberry? Yeah. So I'm having a hard time thinking of negatives <laughs> as we're going That's through That's why this, I said I, I need you guys to couple. convince me. I said a couple. You well, need I, to convince I me. I don't know. I, didn't, I don't agree with them. You well, know? The characters, they don't... Sure, the movie doesn't... It's not trying to be as dense and, you know, full as something like Infinity War, but it's not... It doesn't... It doesn't need to be... But in order to be higher up in my rankings, mm. it, it has to be. Okay, no, okay, that's yeah. fair. That is that is fair. Like <laughs> Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, it wasn't trying to be the deepest movie. Oh, and so was it gets that score. It was it though? <laughs> so here is, I actually just thought of something I do not like in this movie. And that, that it's a small thing, but it's Captain America's suit. I am not the biggest round. fan of his suit. I think it's his weakest one. What, about, fair, the, what look, about the view from the backside? 
Okay, now that okay, I'm, I am looking at it more as a frontal, you know. Like I, uh, I did not look at the back, you know. <laughs> so we get to revisit this soon. That is true. Game. That is true. Good point, Micah. Yeah, I, I we'll, forgot. We'll it, is a, it is a bright, bright, spangly blue. Yeah, you're like yes. uh, you're like Agent Carter and Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I'm not the biggest fan of the design. I think every cap suit that he ever wears after this or before it is better. I say oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Weakest one for sure. Mm. But I mean the helmet it, it doesn't do it for me. That the helmet, only, yes. But is, when he takes it off and it's just a, a jacket hood, that's weird to me. Uh that's the only part I don't like. I like it better when it is off though. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like it, it makes it too. look a little bit more it, it's almost like a little too comic booky, I feel like. Like it doesn't translate as well mm. with the rest of like you have the Shield Agents, Iron Man, Thor. Like Thor's costume is great. And it really, I don't know, Phil Coulson must have done some weird things with the tweaks to this design of the suit because it's my least favorite <laughs> one. Fun. But that's, yeah. I mean, I, I count that nowhere near against this film. That's just a nitpick. You know, I have, I really don't think there is much to dislike about that. it. I will say though, like there are better movies in this rewatch. I, I will say. <laughs> sure. Like, sure. I mean, you can always say that. There's always, the grass is always greener, Ben. Come on. Come grass on. is greener. How about the duck? But I'm, just, I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying duck. to, I'm trying to figure out why to not give this movie like the, so full marks. Like you, you said, know? the pacing. It's such a pioneer in pioneer, yeah. team movies. And the first, yeah. yeah. Looking back on it, you can say, oh yeah, it does the team movie stuff, but that's because it's the first one. Like this is the stand the gold standard dude so the, the here's my problem with x-men like this movie is the reason i have a problem with x-men yeah because one or two characters in the x-men movies i care about mm-hmm. everyone else in an avenger sort of way i don't care about in those movies but in this movie even hawkeye i care about every single one all six of those main core avengers and especially i also care for phil colson the poor man never will. We will never see that guy again. This is our last outing with wow. Clark Gregg. This wrong. was um, wrong. Am I wrong? Oh, Captain You're Marvel. Dead wrong. Yeah, I am. I am incorrect. We'll man. That was the. Um, that was the only part that they changed between the European cut that we watched and the American cut. Is you see Phil Coulson's stab wound. Oh, and you don't see it in our cut. No. Oh, interesting. Uh, I guess I got to oh. see the stab yeah, wound. Yeah, you got to see stab wound. Yeah, since we're on Phil Coulson, yeah. great character, awesome. Yeah, that, that that scene hurt in the theaters. It but did. The, the, canonically, <laughs> Phil Coulson is alive. Mm-hmm. Agents of Shield. Uh, he, he, you know, you have to be level seven to know that he's alive. But yes, he he went on to uh, have his own show after this. But I think in the in the movie and the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe, it works really well. What do you guys think of uh, Selvig? Yeah, he's in the movie Stone for Scar- a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think he does a great job of. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. Let me take it back. Actually, one thing <laughs> that confused me a little bit yeah. was how does the mind control thing work? What are the l- rules of it? It's the mind stone. It's the mind stone. So yeah. are they doing their will, but to do Loki's bidding? Is that the thing? So Loki's not directly controlling each of them. He's just having them work for him. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Mind Stone is having them work for him. It's not fully controlled zombies. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So then how can 
Stellan still put the the safeguard in there? Well, he's a super smart guy. I didn't really think too hard about it, but I did give it some thought, and I just think that Stellan Skarsgård—that's the way they win. We got to think about it in his way to you know like. Him being an astro scientist, there is a part of his brain that's not completely shut off from the control. So I could see him, you know, creating a safeguard. Well, if he says yeah. in the movie, I accept it. And that's think about it this way: you're too. you're making this right, and you're thinking like you're really good employee. You're thinking, well, what if what if for some reason Loki wants to shut this? I should throw in a safeguard for that. Oh, sure. reason. So There's another point. That, that's how I would explain it. Mm-hmm. Always put a self destruct button in. <laughs> Always think like, like hey, what, what if I have to stop doing this? <laughs> Regardless of what side you're on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree. Okay. I agree. We haven't really talked about, you know, Iron Man and his whole stake in this. And the fact that he legitimately sacrifices himself at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just, I think that. I just, everything that he does in this movie is perfect. And I like that he's the last one to get introduced. Like he's the character most everyone like relates to the most. You're sitting there like, all right, all these characters. Okay. Okay. They filmed a different intro. Do you guys see that? The, the, um, Robert Downey Jr. wanted to, uh, begin the movie with Iron Man. Cause he's like, Hey, this is the star guy. Can we try an intro with him and see how that works? Yeah. They didn't like it. They said it doesn't really fit the tone. And then they went back to what we see now where he doesn't show up for the first, what? 25 minutes. But I like this. It is good. Yeah. You were getting invested in the first like 20 minutes of the movie. And you almost forget that Iron Man's in the movie. Iron Man takes a back seat. And then when he comes, you're like, holy cow, this movie that I'm already invested in, I remember now that he's in the movie. And I I don't mean to fact check you, but he says Iron Man's the last introduced. Technically, Thor is, but. I digress. Good, yeah. no, good point. Good technically, point. the Incredible Hulk is the last one. Not not like Bruce Banner, but the... <laughs> no, that's true. But like they give him a legitimate intro, whereas Thor just like... Thor just kind of lands. He doesn't get yeah. an intro in a way. Like yeah. it's just he's there immediately business, you know? But Iron Man is introduced late. Later on into this movie. I mean, we mm. don't have any of the Avengers except for Hawkeye. I'm not overly fond of what follows. That scene yeah. is so good. I literally said that when he, when Loki says the line, I literally went like, this movie is perfect. It's so good. I love the Loki stuff in this movie. Loki's we great. Talk, let's yeah, talk Tom about Hiddleston. him. They take what is so good about him in Thor and just make it look like it didn't even happen. Like Thor, Loki is leagues lower than Avengers Loki. It's so awesome. Like, I love Loki and and Thor, and now it just takes it to a thousand times better. Amazing. I love what he does. Their conversation on the mountaintop is also really good. As when Thor grabs him and they take yeah. him down. We played together. We fought together. Do you remember none of that? Like it's everything. Oh, it's so Dude. cool. Uh, one little quick trivia is when they um, when they're fighting, uh, you can see two ravens there. Those are Odin's ravens. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of Norse mythology. Yeah. That's really cool, man. Back when they still cared about the mythology and it just wasn't names. <laughs> well, when... that's what I'm saying. You, you said that, dude. Like, all of their suits, like, they had such a reverence for everything. They respected everything. Like, everything that, was huge. John yeah. Campia talked about this. Like, if you're a nerd, like, this is a fun movie for anyone to enjoy. But if you're a nerd, like, this is this is the ultimate movie Insofar as and 2012 it, it's goes. It's weird, like, in hindsight, we can watch this as nerds. Like, first time watching, we were not 
invested in any of this. We didn't know any of the world, but now like going back, it's like, it's so cool how well this movie ages and every rewatch. I'm like, I love this movie. I love this movie. Man, I would love to see Joss Whedon do a, a Justice League movie. <laughs> so that's the plot. That's my issue because he he's he does so well in this and Age of Ultron. I'll defend that movie, but after that, I really <laughs> I don't know. You gotta give well, Buffy, after that. There isn't much. I mean, give Buffy he, the he Vampire Slayer some some shout out. Right? I've never seen that, so I I can't speak to it. <laughs> do what? As it's quality. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You give that? that some praise. Oh yeah, I see that. Yeah. I don't know, but it's just. Loki's everything in this movie works. Loki's scene specifically with Black Widow, when he slams his fist on the door and he's like, "That is my bargain, you mewling quim." I won't touch Barton, not until I make him kill you, slowly, intimately, in every way he knows you fear, and then he'll wake just long enough to see his good work. And when he screams, I'll split his skull. This is my bargain, you mewling quim. It's, it gave me chills, his performance, again. You don't get the Shakespearean Thor anymore. And that is so sad. Because that's what I love about the character dynamics. Thor is so different from the rest of the Avengers in just the way he talks. Just, just thinking about the way he talks. There's other stuff too, but when you get rid of the main defining vocal traits... What's left? Yeah. The rest of it just falls apart. And then he's not in character anymore. He's not the same person. I will say, like, I like everything they do with him in Ragnarok and Infin- Endgame, Infinity War. Even in Endgame, I really I yeah, don't mind yeah. that at all. And then they but just throw it away. It's, it's all, I, I blame a lot of it on Love and Thunder. It, but, yeah. That's, <laughs> way, that's way down the line. We got to think about Love and Thunder. Come on. Right oh. now, we get to just enjoy where we're at in the MCU and it's sad because this yeah. is this might be one of the peak moments of uh Shakespearean Thor. Mm. You because they don't are, write yeah. him as Shakespearean Thor later on. You people are so petty, petty and, and tiny. tiny. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the best lines are in this movie. It's a great movie for one line. So mm. quotable. Yeah. And the ending of this movie, I haven't even talked about the soundtrack yet. <laughs> He's talking about his Dude. cards. Alan Silvestri's soundtrack, the event, this is the first instance that we get the Avengers theme, arguably one of the most iconic superhero themes of all time. You you know it, we all know it, this is up there with the Batman theme, this is up there with Superman's theme. It is so iconic, and the fact that he continues to do work for this movie and the like the last two Avengers films, and specifically the ending of this film, he has a guitar riff, not a riff, but like just a guitar playing a, a peaceful, calm piano note as it's going over the all of the citizens. You know, at St- the Stanley cameo, we get superheroes in New York. Give me a break. And then Nick Fury, like the ending of this movie is also, I, I've said perfection too many times, <laughs> but it's its perfect as he's saying, he's talking to the World Security Council and it, like it just literally, was that the point of all this? A statement. And Nick Fury says, a promise. And he walks money. out and he has the conversation with Maria Hill. They've gone their separate ways, some pretty extremely far. They've gone their separate ways, some pretty extremely far 
we get into a situation like this again, what happens then? They'll come back. You really sure about that? I am. Why? Because we'll need them to. It's <laughs> it's just it's so it's so good the way it ends, man. The ending is beautiful. I I'm having a hard time choosing my scenes. I'm glad and you guys are yeah, going j- first. Just future stuff like uh, you know you see. Uh, uh, Bruce and Tony drive off together at the end of the film. You know that we learn later that they go off to their beach house that we see in She Hulk, and then we have uh, Thor or uh, Iron Man when he walks in. And he he says, "You got a mean swing there, Point Break to Thor." And then in Ragnarok, when Thor is trying to get access <laughs> to the Quinjet, he's like, "Strongest Avenger, oh, uh, 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 Point Break." And it works. So and I, I love that. Yeah. yeah. My favorite score uh, aspect of this movie is Loki's theme. Because I didn't, uh, since this is my first time watching it in a long time, I didn't know that Travel Delays uses the same. It's not uh, the same, but it's it's very, very it's similar. similar. Like yeah. it's, it's the similar motif. Very, yep. I mean, it's Alan Silvestri, so of course he's going to do the same theme for Loki. And that... The intimidation that you feel, especially now when we go to Infinity War, knowing that that used to be Loki's a prevailing theme. Now it's Loki's death theme. Exactly. So the the one that Loki uses in this one, it's almost it, the, the ending note is higher. Yeah. Signifying that Loki's kind of go on a redemption. But Thanos's mm, 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 is just it goes down. It's yeah. completely menacing, and I mean it's menacing in this movie, but it's not. It's the same motif that's used. I like that. I liked. Did you notice that? Bro? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's good stuff. I've been paying attention to the soundtrack. The music it's is is phenomenal in this movie, and like that's my thing, man. This movie is phenomenal. I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time thinking of where to put that. I said at the start, I, I don't know if I have a score yet, and I I guess I'm just gonna have to come to it when it comes but do you guys have anything else you want to say before yeah, we go to i just i just love the post credit scene how the i don't know the guy's name but he's he's telling the other him, the other yeah the other he's telling thanos like humans they are not the cowering wretches we were promised to challenge them is to court death he has that the little turn and that smirk at the camera. Like that pays off so well because we know Thanos doesn't care about these six random people who beat Loki. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. So something else I want to highlight is how Loki doesn't really have like a final fight. He's Hulk beats him up and he kind of like crawls around on Stark Tower. And then the Avengers are suited up and they kind of walk up there and they're like, mm, that kind of fits his character. You're arrested. Though. Yeah, yeah. I like he it. He never really fights. He kind of like a little squirmish, little greasy rat. He stops. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Thor have a bit of a duel on the top there, if I remember right. Stabs Thor. Yeah. Stabs Thor. Yeah. And that, that, you know, another cool thing to think about is um, this Loki is the same level of um, knowledge Loki that goes into the show. Right. Yeah. I would. I should have waited. In hindsight, I should have waited to rewatch it until I watched this one because the the character work is done very well and it sets the groundwork for it. You you go right off of this, you go into the Loki show. Yeah, we'll see how that plays. Like I, I know for 
as the marathon goes right now, we're not doing shows, but I feel like once we get to MCU shows, we might make an exception. Who mm-hmm. knows? We'll see. But I just, it would just feel wrong not to watch Loki on the rewatch. Agreed. But, I'd want to. Yeah, I'd want they're to. They're so too. integral to the phases going the story. Forward. Yeah. Because so, they're, they're important things. They're not that long either. What are they? Six hours? Seven hours? Not even. We can yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. When we get to it in two years. But yeah, it's but. so cool to me that like a highlight of this movie is Loki and how even four, fa- five phases later, something that we can still <laughs> grab onto is how awesome Tom Hiddleston plays Loki and how compelling that character still is. Because say what you want about the state of MCU uh, in phase five. You know, Loki is Loki, mm-hmm. and it's still cool to know that we can look at this character and go, that guy's been here since the beginning. Yeah, It's almost like we take it for granted. You know, like I, I watched these movies, and it was like every other year we had Iron Man in a movie. We had, we had characters America we loved yeah. in a movie. And it was like we were spoiled it's for that, 10 years. That famous office quote, you know, Andy Bernard has it. He's like, I wish there was a way to know you were in the good old days before... Uh, you lost, we yep, were out of yep. the good old days. Yeah. I, I butcher the quote, but he says that. And uh, you do feel that. You're sitting there like, what spoiled bums were we? Every movie we watched, we had the chance of even if Captain America or Iron Man weren't in it, they were probably going to be in a post-credit scene. We were going to see them in some point. Now now we're at a stage where these characters are long gone. We have to like grab onto new characters, and they're doing an all right job with some characters, but it'll never reach this level. It'll never reach the level that these characters have when they meet in this forest for the first time. And those iconic weapons, the shield, hit, the hammer hits the shield, and that's enough for Thor to just go, well, I guess these guys are mean business. <laughs> Or what about yeah. when Mjolnir charges up and then shoots Iron Man and then he's charged up to 400%. He's like, well, how about that? And <laughs> it's so cool how that pays off in Endgame. Yeah, that's so when, sick. When uh, Iron Man has the port built on the back of his suit and yes. Thor's just supercharging him. Oh, it's, it's so sick. I never noticed that. Yeah. Oh, really I have to look for that. I've never noticed that either until you said that. The wow. ports? Well... The connection. Yeah. The connection between Thor powering up his thing. I, I just thought that was a thing that they did. I so, didn't draw that connection. Caravan of Garbage, uh, or uh, Mr. Sunday Movies, whatever you want to say. Caravan in their, Garbage. Yep. Awesome. You should watch them, Micah. Oh, okay. They do awesome movie reviews. Although you just quit YouTube, Micah. So I quit YouTube. You, you can't. Never mind. <laughs> Thankfully, they have a subscription service you can... Uh, Floatplane. I'm going floatplane. Not floatplane. <laughs> but they highlight how in every movie, Iron Man makes some upgrade to his suit. Yeah. Uh, like something happens to him in that movie, and then the next movie, uh, that changes. Like, because in Iron Man 2, when Whiplash hit him, he took damage. He lost energy. But now, because he fought Whiplash and Thor attacks him, his suit is built to where it can now absorb that energy. I think it's really cool. That's very cool. Like, the consistency between all of these films is at an all time high, and we get to enjoy that for the next, uh, for a while now. Because, Part of part of the joy and beauty of doing this is that I'm not so tired and I'm not so fatigued with new Marvel and like I'm not because I'm revisiting these movies every week. That might be it. That might be like, why we still like work. We come together every week when a new Marvel movie comes out. And we're so confused why it gets so much hate. It's because we're retro retroactively watching 
the Avengers. <laughs> right. And then we go watch like whatever, the newest movie. So we're like Yeah, we're, we're watching Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance yeah, and then <laughs> we go watch something that's mid, like multiverse of madness. And <laughs> we're juiced with because that is what keeps us going. Like, it was this good. And we're just hoping that it can get back there. Yeah. Like that's really it. Can. It. it legitimately can. It's just right now the difference in quality between this, something like this and Ant-Man and the Wasp is stark. It is black and white. I, I really like this was so great. And comp- when you compare, it's just it's not living up to the quality that has been put forth before. You wonder why it's happened. There are many reasons why, and we can speculate, but that's a podcast for a different day. For now, we are talking about the Avengers. So with that said, Mike, I'm going to shoot this question to you first. Who is your favorite character out of the many that there are in the Avengers? I got to bring it back to Hulk. Hulk, Good they, so what they do in the first two Hulk movies is they give you, I, I think if you take the best parts of each of those movies, you get the coolest parts of Hulk, Mm. right? In this movie, you only get the coolest parts of Hulk. Yeah. You get the brains and the brawn mixed together, right? This is, they, they give him probably the best, coolest, strongest powers in any, uh, Hulk iteration that we've seen before. He just stops that Chitauri like a brick wall, man. (laughs) insane how he jumps up and he slams the dude into the wall and then turns around and slams him again into the wall and he jumps he's just everywhere this is hulk used as much as possible dude when when he jumps on the freaking leviathan and like grabs him down and like oh oh man and when he's on the helicarrier fighting thor you're scared that the helicarrier is gonna go i'm surprised it didn't go down yeah and then there's Mjolnir, and I already talked about that part, and oh, it's it's just awesome. I love every bit of Hulk, Hulk in this great. movie. Is he yes. a standout? Yeah, he's a standout for Dude. me. They do a lot. We didn't even. I'll talk about it in my favorite scene, but uh, he's like, I, I I put a bullet in my mouth, and the yeah. other guy spit it out. The cut scene from the cut the scene. Incredible Hulk. Yeah, Edward and Norton. the only spot where you see a bit of that cut scene is from the Incredible Hulk video game. They start the movie off with uh, oh, really? him spitting out the bullet. Wow. Yeah, okay. that's the only reference to that scene that you see, uh, like that you see with with a, a visual. Wow, that's epic, man. I, that scene is so great. Yeah, I think Hulk. I like this. Hulk. This yep. might be one of the last times we see a good Hulk. Hmm. Infinity War, he's Hulkbuster. Endgame, he's. I like him in Ultron. Uh, I don't remember Ultron, so I'll have to watch it. There we go. Um, Ragnarok, he's okay. I don't like his voice. That's the only thing that really... <laughs> I know. It's you, the voice. You hate, it, we'll have to we get, get to that. We'll have to get, get to that there. moment. Because oh. you bring it up so much. Mm. You really do. That's the People say Ragnarok is such a perfect movie. Like, such a great movie, right? I don't know perfect, but such a great movie. The Hulk voice is what brings it down so much for me. That's because fair. of one character in this movie, you can't even stand listening to hmm. because he sounds like a robot. It's it takes you out of the whole thing. Huh. And with the Lou Ferrigno voice, it's perfect. And the New Zealanders, I guess, also uh, contributing. All right. I'll say Hulk. Hulk is Hulk. my is my standout character because we don't see Hulk like this for a long time. Ethan, 
It's not consistent anymore. You know, I, I'm just going to take this character because it's it's really, like you said, it's the last time we'll be able to take this character until Captain Marvel. I do. I love every character in this movie. Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Hawkeye, Natasha, Nick Fury, who we, we haven't said his name yet through this podcast, which is a shame. Mariah Hill uh, also Nick haven't Fury. said her name. No, what did he say? Yeah. You said Mid Fury. Mid Fury. No, he is so Mick great. Flurry. Mick Flurry. <laughs> oh, dude, that's good. No, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take Agent Coulson just because you know R.I.P. to that guy. Oh, the he oh, nice. gives he gives the Avengers the push they need. Mm-hmm. You know, even uh, Hill walks up to to Nick Fury and is like, "Those the, are you good, Micah? Yeah, I'm yeah. dying. It's all right. <laughs> you need water? I got my water. We're good. We it's got like, a little bit of phlegm those, going on. What about boogers? <laughs> the, she's like, uh, Maria Hill's like, those, those cards weren't weren't in his in his suit. They they were in his locker. It's like they just needed the push, right? Mm-hmm. Phil Coulson is that push. Plus, he just has some really good lines and the his banter with Captain America yeah. and his, his suave coolness the in vintage. the opening scene. He, he's just a great character and he's a staple of phase one. You see Nick Fury or you see uh, all the yeah, Nick Fury too, but you see Phil Coulson. You're like, that's phase one. That that's one of the golden times of Marvel and his, his, his stabbing by Loki, you know, it's really Loki's like, mm-hmm. big kill of the movie. And he has the, he's the gun. So he's sad. Like, seeing, the, seeing his dialogue cards. that he, I don't, if you were going to say it no, go ahead, right ben. now, but yeah. his conversation, the little bit of that he gets between him and Loki, like you're going to lose your heroes are scattered. What have I to fear? You lack conviction. It's in your nature to lose. And it's like the essence of superhero storytelling. Loki's not going to win. We all know this. And Clark Gregg, Phil Coulson lays it out right there. Why do you always lose? Why do the villains always lose? He lacks conviction. Why does he want to do this? Because he wants to rule the world. Like his motivations are very off. There you go, bringing out the Lego minifigs. This is Phil just Coulson. like Lego Batman movie. See the re- the reason the wait. What do you mean the Lego Batman movie? You guys <laughs> always lose. That sounds, sounds like that's another one. Sounds like most superhero movies. Wow. My God, with Zach Galifianakis as the Joker. It also has uh, good implications for what Thanos does. Thanos has a legitimate conviction. He has a purpose for doing his things in an almost a, a way like, like, what are you laughing about? In a weird way, like, I'll come around to it. Keep going. No, but, no, I, but in a weird way, his conviction, like, that's why he wins. He has such like he's only goal oriented in completing his, you know, and and you know, part of it. It makes sense in his twisted way. He has a legitimate conviction. That's why he wins. Thanos does, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, sorry, Micah, that just reminded me of what you said yesterday to me about what, what Parker said about Thanos. Oh, yeah. Parker, <laughs> I mean, we're not going to insult one of two of our listeners. Shout out to Parker. Yeah, shout out to Parker. Yeah. Uh, we finished this movie, and um, I say, you know, that's, that's the difference between uh, looking at something like Red Skull compared to Thanos, is that Thanos has a story. He's got that that um, sacrifice that he makes, you know, because he, he, to get the soul stone, he's got to sacrifice, to get all the infinity stones, he has to sacrifice everything. Mm. What did it cost? Everything. Was it worth it? And uh, Parker turns to me, he's like, no, he didn't. He didn't have a story. He didn't. 
didn't, he didn't have a sacrifice. He didn't. So I was like, no, no, no. He, he definitely hesitated before he, he killed Gamora. And he was like, no, he didn't. Like, all right, maybe I'll just have well, to watch Parker, write again. into us and tell us why Parker, Thanos watch those movies. is oh, yeah. flat. Yeah, no no tell, insult to you, Parker. No, we, need, just, we need to know why you think confused. Thanos yeah, is flat. I might be, yeah, yeah I, I want to see what he was seeing. So not not like in a no no like I want to see what his point of view was because if he didn't if he didn't see the if he interpreted Thanos in a different way I want to I want to see what that is. I agree. Is there a character? Is there a, a writing flaw that we can? Parker has always had really good insights. Yeah. Like like yeah. So I wasn't going to argue with him on that. I was like, okay, if he sees that, then I, I'll I'll totally I'll, I get that. Right. Right. Absolutely. For my favorite character, I think I'm going to go with Loki. The Swarma guys. You can go, Loki, you could go with okay. them. <laughs> I, you could go with any of the other Avengers, and they're all great. But Loki is a real standout, basically, as the villain. He is burdened with glorious purpose in this movie. And it, like just his whole... The way Tom Hiddleston portrays him is so consistently done well. And you know, I don't have much to say other than the fact that in every scene he's in, he eats it up. Basically, anything we can say about this movie, just go watch the movie. Yeah. Just go watch we it. We watch it, man. Like, this is why the MCU was so successful. Question. What are the Chitari? What are they? Uh, alien race. Alien race. How are they with Loki? Why are no, they? They're not with Loki. They're with Thanos. Yeah. Why... Why did Thanos want to open this portal then? So I mean, why did Loki want to? Why did Loki want to open this portal? Take over Earth and get the Tesseract to give to Thanos. To give to Thanos. Why does he want to give the Tesseract to Thanos? Because Thanos is collecting the Infinity Stones, and if he does do that, Loki can have Earth. Oh, okay. Why does Thanos have the Chitari? Because he's Thanos. They're just, okay. they're just like the the stormtroopers to his Darth Vader. Sure. You know. Okay. He, you he, could say yeah. they, they needed a CGI faceless army. He, co- he, gotcha. co- he comes back in. Uh, the Tachari are with him in Endgame too. Army. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, yeah, they needed they needed something. So I don't really care how he how he attained them. Sure. I just really like seeing the Avengers kill them. You know, like that. That was cool. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I enjoy that very much. Senseless death. We love it. Moving on to favorite scenes, though, and I'm going to go to Micah again first. If you don't have it ready, I know Ethan does. I talk about. Oh, I yeah. give you some time to think. I'll shoot it to Ethan first. I'm going to say. Want. So I already, I already kind of mentioned it, but um, the one scene, the only scene I have nostalgia for in this whole movie is the Hulk oh, picking yeah. up Mjolnir or trying to, and that that scene, the whole helicarrier scene. So I, I remember two parts from that scene. I, I remember Hulk trying to pick up Mjolnir, and I remember Hawkeye shooting the. Wicked trick shot using the wind, yeah, to yep. destroy the helicarrier's engines, and that was sick. Because I, I didn't remember, I didn't remember him being brainwashed going into this movie. Yeah, it was a sick scene, and then um, really my favorite favorite scene is the uh, the wood scene where Thor, Iron Man, Cap, yeah. they're duking it out. Loki's just sitting there watching. It's hard to pick a favorite scene, honestly. Yeah. There's a lot of great stuff in this movie. I'd say I prefer the wood scene yeah. to the finale. Okay. Wood, yeah. wood scene. Doesn't because you don't get that. You don't get that in future movies. Thor against Iron Man. Thor against Cap. You don't get that later on. Hmm. Is he in Civil War? Nope. No, that's what I thought. No Hulk, no Thor. That's right. Because they're in Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. You get a little bit of Thor facing the Avengers in this, and that's basically it. That's that's well, what I like to see. Those are great scenes. This is exclusive to this movie. You get the rest of the Avengers fighting later on, but you don't get Thor fighting 
Captain Iron Man. So yeah. Ethan. My favorite scene. So uh something I stole that, too, sorry. I don't care. Take the whole movie. Just say the whole movie. I will say that, the whole movie. But uh to be to be a little more specific. So something that our pastor Jeremy says, he says, you know, to know who the woman you want to marry is, you have to first have a few fights with her. You know, the same thing can be applied to the Avengers team to know you can work as a team. You have to have a few fights first. And to me, like any scene where the Avengers are fighting is the best. And no more is this apparent than the scene where Cap and Tony are. So to set, set the scene, you have Natasha uh, interviewing Loki, you know, Loki got captured, you know, it was on purpose. He wanted to get captured and his plan was to unleash the Hulk in the helicarrier to anger the Hulk in the helicarrier. They find that out. They all rush to the lab. They're all in there. All the vendors are really together in the, in a room for, I think the second time in the movie, but really the first time where tension is high, excluding Hawkeye. He's, he's not a part of it yet, but you have Cap and Tony just fighting and Ben, if you could play the clip here, that would be great. Big man in a suit of armor. Take that off, what are you? Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. I know guys with none of that worth 10 of you. I've seen the footage. The only thing you really fight for is yourself. You're not the guy to make the sacrifice play, to lay down on a wire and let the other guy crawl over you. I think I would just cut the wire. Always a way out. You know, you may not be a threat, but you better stop pretending to be a hero. A hero? Like you? You're a laboratory experiment, Rogers. Everything special about you came out of a bottle. The tension builds up that whole scene. The camera is directed through like Dutch angles. It's the only time I approve of Dutch angles because it literally feels like the camera is we like legit. Go watch the scene. The camera's weaving in and out of all the characters. A panning to everyone and then it pans to the Hulk at the end, you know, or uh, it flips, you know, it's upside down. It's on the scepter, which we know is the soul stone in hindsight. So the soul stone has grabbed all their minds and it's making them angry at each other. And it ends with Bruce holding it. And he's like, uh, banner, put that down. You know, it. I, I love that scene. It gives me chills every time. I just can't help but just be in awe of the direction and the way they shot it mm. and the way that everyone acts in that scene. It, it's so good to me. That reminds me of a big point I have against this movie. Go ahead. Is how staged everyone feels. You know what I mean? Um, the biggest part, uh, and yeah, this is maybe a throwaway scene, but the post-credit scene where in the swarmer place, they were very clearly just, all right, you sit here, you put your leg up, you face this way just a little bit. All right, now, Cap, you put your hand up Well, that a is very bit. much a stage scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's unnatural feeling how everyone is. They don't feel alive. They feel like a picture. And you see that a lot in other parts, too. When they have Loki pinned at the top of Avengers Tower, it's, all right, now, Hulk, you face this way, you cross your arms, and then um, we're going to have uh, Iron Man. You're going to be right there. And then uh, Thor... It, it's it, a very it, screenshot movie. It's yeah. a very screenshot yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, and that's just evidence of of early MCU. Uh, not evidence. So, but so besides besides the ending one, which is which is staged, the the post credit scene and the classic and that I mean, one, the spin around. 
Oh, we circle. Didn't even mention, we didn't even mention that. Yeah, the that iconic was, scene. The spin around. Yeah. The Avengers Assemble. The, Avengers the first assemble time they're the in first the circle. Time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, okay. Or, or, or I guess we're stealing Very the thunder clearly, from Ben no, here. No, we're in no, front of... We're going to talk about it. All right, now, <laughs> Natasha, when we're in front of you, you're going to load your gun. And then, uh, uh, Hawkeye, we're in front of you, right, we, so you're going to get your arrow you're, out. You're critiquing this, but like all that stuff is why I love this like, movie yeah. so much. And... Uh, I give I, it points for that. I mm. say that you say it feels stage. I just feel like it's good direction and they set the scene right. Yeah. It's very cute to cue to me. It is a stage. Okay. It, it's a stage. You know, it's a movie. Who cares? Mm. They have to hit this point, hit this point. But no, anyway, I want to go back to my scene before it's, it's my time's up. But yeah, that's all I got on it. So. I, mm-hmm. I love establishing that early dynamic between Cap and Tony and how they're going to butt heads. They are. But when the it's like you said earlier Ben, when it, when it's their time they have to fight together they will and you see them in the next scene as they fix the the uh the fell the the fan that needs a lot of grease you know uh <laughs> and the the foreshadowing yeah is great from tony's lines and caps just for what happens down the road and i i love how they set up why those two characters may hate each other because uh tony's it's a kind of a throwaway line and they dive into it a little later, but Tony's like, this, this is the guy that my dad talks so much mm. about. And I was watching Eric Voss's breakdown of uh, the Avengers. And he was like that it's because, uh, it was, so what we've seen of Howard Stark has been relatively positive so far, but we'll see more negative stuff down the line. But, uh, the reason cap or Tony hates cap so much is because, uh, cap's dad, loved or not cap's dad uh tony's dad loved cap so much and he talked so fondly of him and in doing that he also didn't give tony the love that he needed so he kind of projects that uh Mm. forcefully onto steve where steve of course does nothing to deserve that hate so yeah you're like all right uh tony stark's a a jerk but uh, he's got he's got daddy issues you know it always always rolls back to daddy daddy issues but Ben, take it away. So I'm going to go with the... I'm going to kind of do the same thing because the scene is kind of rolled into one. You have to set the stage, yeah. But the Avengers are all there. Tony's asking if Banner has showed up yet. He's the only Avenger (laughs) not there. Banner showed up. And so Banner comes riding in on a a scooter like a motor oh, good, like, yeah and he's just such a funny shot like, like, oh, like, what? <laughs> and so as as they're doing that they're gearing up and they he says banners here and he's like great i'm bringing the party to you and the touch like, i don't see how that's a party and you see a leviathan heading straight towards them and in the background of the scene as cap is talking to banner you hear dr banner now might be a really good time for you to get angry that's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hold on! So money, and then they all come together for the money shot as it pans around the original six Avengers, the iconic shot that will literally define the MCU going forward. It is at its best. I couldn't stop grinning 
throughout that whole time. It's without a doubt my favorite sequence in the film, and it's built too perfectly in two hours. I liked how they, um, throughout the movie, they also say, they, they ask Hulk throughout the movie what his secret is. And then that's the secret, finally. The reveal. And you set it up, yes. Yeah. That's actually not my secret. He says that in the beginning of the movie. You were going to say something? No, go ahead. It, dude, it literally, it's just so perfect. That scene is why it works among everything else. It's just the payoff, the buildup. That's what these movies are all about. And they culminate in scenes like that. It's so great. And I'd say just another way to praise this movie is just how Earth-based it is. I, I'm not going to critique Infinity War and Endgame. I love those movies. But they are very, like, cosmic. And they're huge. But these, th- there's only six characters we have to follow in this. And the... Because uh, I'd say it, it gets harder when you expand the cast at hero moments. But the sprawling shots of them in the city... And even even they do such a good job at even giving Clint cool moments with yeah. a bow and arrow in here. You know, uh, Clint of Legolas. Uh, uh, he's so cool. You know, he does that iconic, you know, he's falling off the building, shoots oh. it, grapples on, zips in. That's also where uh, our story in Hawkeye takes place, too. Right? Starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The no look behind the back shot is he's like, and he just yeah. shoots it right. <laughs> like, you see him run out of arrows. Look. That's cool too, and he yeah. uses his last arrow from a dude. Uh, yeah, you don't get that too much. Shot yeah. off. Oh. That's a big Legolas critique. He doesn't run out of run, run out of arrows. There we go. Hawkeye does. It's more of a magic element in those oh. movies. Maybe that has something to do with it. We talked about the other nicknames that RDJ gives people. There's Point Break, Legolas, and then we have Reindeer Games for Loki. <laughs> I think that was the last one. Games. RDJ kills it. He kills it. Every, so honestly, good. everyone does. They give killer performances in this movie. But, gentlemen, now, now it's time to rank this movie. And we have a contender for number one. Ethan is very excited. So, you know what? I'm going to give this to you first. Give it to me. Ethan. So, um, I set the stage pretty well for this movie. This was the first uh, superhero movie I saw in theaters. I got to see it with my, my nanny, you know... Um, RIP now. So uh, I will always have fond memories of this movie that'll always, and uh, it'll always sit there. And every rewatch, it just builds more and more like, man, I love this movie. And the more years we get, the further we get from this MCU, the more I love this movie. And we, we talked about a little bit the pacing of this movie. So good from scene to scene, from the opening scene where they establish the test rack, you know, Loki comes out and then we have the fall of that shield establishment. So good. And then it rolls right into that, into introducing every Avenger. And then right when they're done introducing the Avengers, oh, we're on the helicarrier. And then we get to build that world. And then right we're on the helicarrier. Oh, my goodness. The Hulk's unleashed. Loki's been captured. Oh, oh, and the scene in Germany, that scene, we didn't talk about that. Oh, my gosh. That scene is so good. You know, kneel before me. The old man standing up to him. Yeah. I can't believe you missed that. Last time I was in Germany and there was someone ruling over. Oh, what a great line. Play the clip. Dude, of course. Of course. For sure it's going to play there. But you're so right. The pacing is fantastic. And I open this podcast by saying, I need you guys to convince me. The, this movie isn't uh, perfect. And I'll say this, you know, I I just, 
I can't not give this a 10. I'm giving it, and I know that saying that this movie is a 10 out of 10 is ridiculous, but this is the Marvel movie marathon. It's a 10. And to me, this is a Marvel movie. And this perfectly encapsulates everything I love about this whole universe, this whole story. Everything builds up this. Everything before this was leading to this. I love these characters. I love this movie. And this might be my favorite Marvel movie of all time. And it might be one of my favorite movies of all time. So funny you should give it a one zero because I'm giving it a zero one. Okay. All right. Good. Hopefully that balances out pretty nicely. That's the first 10 out of 10. That is the first. Yeah. Give uh, it a 10. Marathon, right? Ethan, your next closest movie would be. Was that Iron Man and Spider Man Two were both at eight point sevens? Yep. Well, I would say wow. that this is a big step up from both of those. Really? I would say that. Well, what would you, Micah? You're next. What would so, you say? This movie, it's good, really, really good, right? But I don't love it the way I love something like Guardians Two or Spider Man Two or Infinity War, things like that. I I can't give this movie a 10. I can't it, to to reach a 9 for me, I have to be like, "Man, this movie is just fantastic. Like this is a really great movie." But there are things that it's missing that it wasn't trying to do, sure, but that's what gets it into the upper 9s for me, okay? And that's that's why I'm going to give this movie an 8.8. Okay. An 8.8. I like it. Yeah. I like it. And uh, just for the audience at home, I did lower my Thor score from an 8.9 to an 8.6 just to balance things out. I didn't, uh, I don't think that it's uh, an 8.9. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So Thor switched. Thor, I, I switched it down because I'm, I'm getting a um, more, a better sense of what that upper movie level yeah. is going to be. Uh, so yeah, 8. Avengers 8.8. I think that it's, if it had just a little bit more oomph, in um, either the character development side, because yeah, we get this, we get this group together. That's great, right? But we don't have any change in the character besides that they're teaming up. I need to see a little bit more from the individuals yeah. rather than the team to make this. We know it can be done. We've seen it in Infinity, uh, like not up to this point, but we know it can be done in a movie. So just based on the times. Uh, it's it's a sign of the times. Completely, it's a sign of the times. Completely yeah. fair. Uh, At the time IMDb, when it came out, yeah, it could have been a ten out of ten. IMDb gives this movie an eight. Oh yeah, you want me to run through the scores? So Hollywood Reporter. Uh, yeah, yeah, Hollywood Reporter. This is number one. Their number one movie. Oh heck yeah! I, yeah, so Hollywood goes, I knew, rating I respect. I knew they it had goes something. Avengers, Spider Man Two, then Black Panther for them. And um, okay. we see Rotten Tomatoes critic is 91. Rotten Tomatoes audience, 91. Metacritic, 69. Mm. Nice. nice. Meta- wait, 69. That's a little low. That's way low. Very low. What the heck? I don't like that. Weird. I don't like that either. Uh, Metacritic user, 80. Okay. I, or uh, 8, 8.0. They do uh, out of 10. IMDb, 8.0. Letterboxd, uh, I average it out to a um, uh, an out of 100 score, so 74. Oh, so overall, what does that give us? Overall... There, uh, the internet thinks it's an 80. 80. Okay. An 80. That's not bad. Yeah. An eight. So okay. I don't hate the, that. Uh, the internet places Avengers down in 13th place around Big Hero 6 and Captain America Civil War. 
Big Hero Six is yeah. near these movies. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, it, it's a Marvel oh. publish. Oh, I know it is. I yeah. just think the quality is not there. Oh, it, it's there. We'll I love see. Big Hero Six. We'll see. I love Big Hero Six. It's not That's Avengers. We'll see. We are going Come to be covering on. Big Hero Six. Uh, also, before we get into the end end part, um, Stanley cameo. All right. I I'm pretty sure. Did I not mention it? I'm no, we didn't mention cer- it yet. I'm almost certain I mentioned it. I didn't hear it. Because he he said, well, hold on, I'm, I'm in the new segment at the end. Yeah, in the new segment at the end, I di- I actually did. I remember because I was talking about that. I guess sequence. I don't. Oh, but remember. he, it, that is one of the best cameos. <laughs> Superheroes in New York. The guy who's written about superheroes in New York for basically <laughs> we, his whole we, life. Give me a break. Yeah, we we uh we say that every week. You know, that's that, that's the best Stanley cameo right there. And we keep changing. We're like, uh, this, oh, that's the best. This Stanley one's cameo. actually the best one. But I will. Ben, before you give your score, or do you want to give your score and then Go I ahead. say this? So, uh, there was another Stanley cameo that was shot. And if you're wondering why there is this random blonde woman who actually uh, is the voice of Ellie in The Last of Us She's game. She's also the mother. No yes. way. That was her? That was her. Yes. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's the mother in... Um, uh, spoilers. 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 But, okay. Uh, spoilers. It's not. Spoiled. If you're wondering why this blonde woman has so much screen time and why she has like an, a fascination with Captain America, it's because there is a part where later she's kind of set up as a new love interest for Captain America. And Stanley's like, get get her number, you weirdo. Or I, it's a cut scene, yeah. so you can't get mad at me for misquoting it. But go ahead, Ben. Dive oh, in your I'm score. so mad at you. So you gave it a ten. Mikey gave it an eight point eight. This movie for so. To set the stage, a 10 for me, a 9 is perfect. Who cares? 9.5 is like like absolute perfection. A 10, to me, has to do more than that. Yeah, this movie's a 10. Like this, uh, a 10 is more to me, like it does more than just sit there and I enjoy myself. You know, I, I literally, I, my life has to be affected in some kind of way because of this. With. Like what I'm trying to say is I don't give tens. I do. Yeah. I, I don't give tens What's all the that point often. of even having 10 as an option? Cause there are movies that are tens. Cause if there is, a, I do have movies that are tens. Yeah. My thing is like my absolute favorite movies. They will just get tens. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not trying to be like a movie, whatever guru critic. If I really love that movie, it's fantastic. I love it with everything. Absolutely. That's we are the movie gurus. We're the only score that matters. Yeah. I'm just saying how I, I, I rank. We, we all, that's why the average movie. is so beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't. this movie does not reach a 10 for me. It, it's not a 10 out of 10. It hasn't transformed my life in some way. But it's it transformed is my life. That, no, you you absolutely make sense. Like He's That was reborn. the first super like superhero movie you saw in theaters. Like that. That's amazing. To me, though, this movie is as close to perfection you can get. Really? It's a 9.5 for me. (laughs) Baby. Giving us an average of our first over nine. Taking the top spot. Uh, Spider-Man 2. Wow, Spider-Man 2 had it. Spider-Man 2. Michael, would you read the top three placeholders for us in our marathon? Yeah, I got us. So, number one, The Avengers with a 9.4. 9.4. Number two, Spider-Man 2, 8.9. Quite a bit of a jump there. Mm-hmm. Then Iron Man at an 8.8. 8. 
Ethan, you gave the Avengers the golden buzzer. I gave them the golden buzzer. The golden buzzer. They're going right to Hollywood, man. Like I said, this might be one of my favorite movies of all time. It's easily one of my favorite Marvel movies of time. I know where I have it right now, it's two in my ranking, maybe. But What's your number one? What movie tops this? Ben, what movie tops this? For me? Yeah, for As far as Marvel goes? Yeah, like next one that tops it easily. Is there uh, one that tops it? Well, as of right now, like I, I, I haven't seen these movies in a while. Yeah, but Infinity, both Infinity War, Endgame, No Way, and No Way Home, all mm. I think are better than okay. this movie. Ethan, they which one tops it? Me. You said you have one that. I tops say it? the other. Uh, so uh, I don't know if I want to put Guardians that high. I love the first Guardians, but I'd put Infinity War up there. I'd put. Uh, end game up there, yeah. Morbius, <laughs> I put Morbius up there for sure. I put Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance up there. I put mm-hmm. Lore, Thor Love and Thunder up there. Mm-hmm. Um, those last two were jokes for the listeners. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say, um, know. if you missed our last podcast, go check out Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance because it seems like everyone's been listening to it. I think everyone's gonna, you know, they're gonna say. Wait, those are the guys that did the Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance podcast. That's what we're going to be known for. <laughs> so uh, so we have a new number one, 9.4. We are, this is like 0.5 ahead of our second place. This is a big jump. So I'd like to just right now, now that we're officially at the end of phase one of the MCU, I'd like to look and see just where the heck our, our phase one movies average out on this. Because I know for a fact, our, is every phase one movie other than Hulk in the in the top uh, eight, Micah. Let me see. Yeah, let's look. So we have uh, Iron Man's number one. I mean, uh, Avengers number one. Iron Man's number three. Captain America's number four. Thor's number five. Oh, I guess Iron Man two. Iron Man two is number twelve. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that one does. And the Incredible down. Hulk is number seventeen. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So all right, and also I have another thing uh, that we can look at too, is that. Uh, where is it? MCU phases. Our MCU phase ranking. Oh, so phase one with an 8.8 for Iron Man, uh, 5.8 for Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, 6.8, Thor is in an 8.2, First Avenger 8.3, Avengers 9.4. That gives phase one a ranking or uh, a rating of 7.9. Oh, okay. I I said that would be pretty cool. The pretty cool. This is absolutely cool. cool Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you were going to do that. I was actually thinking of that in my brain before you said it. I was like, hey, we cool. Look, but rank it phases. is just so Our only yeah. rotten movie is Incredible Hulk for this one. Wow. And like, it's so funny because going into Incredible Hulk, we're sitting there like, man, people dog on this movie too much. And then we watched it and we're, we began to dog on it a little. So it's just funny how yeah. perspective changes and everyone's like, that movie's so underrated. Then we watch, we're like, all right. Is it though? Maybe a better term would be overhated. Maybe not underrated. Yeah, like Spider-Man Three, overhated. Right. Right. Yeah. There are some things wrong with it. Sure. Agreed. But it is cool that we're sitting at the end of Phase One and how revolutionary this was. Like this, this rewrote superhero and the superhero genre. It just is. The, this movie, The Avengers and Phase One, is why the people are are now. 20 years later, or I guess, what, 13 years later, yeah. getting superhero fatigue, quote unquote, you know, it because that's just what we've had 
since this movie came out. It's so awesome that Josh Whedon had created the greatest superhero team movie of all time. Good, and yeah. Justice League is just beyond everything so else. It's Check out our uh, <laughs> our news podcast on Shazam to hear the the article about Ben Affleck. Oh man, that was so yeah. funny. <laughs> so something I'm I'm wondering about is I I don't know what our next, next movie. movie. Well, so well, I've got a list here. And our next movie, uh, so we have three movies in 2012. We had Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, The Avengers, and Spider-Man 3. Uh, not Amazing. No. The Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man. The Amazing oh, Spider-Man. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. It has been a couple of years since Sony had put out a Spider-Man movie and they needed to renew their license. Five years, to be specific. And five years, exactly how long they needed to make. They're like, and, well, uh, here they are. Crap, we got to, these Avengers. We got to crank out another Spider-Man I just, movie. I love the memes from that time when spider-man came out because it's like the avengers on new york fighting and then spider-man on the other side just fighting the lizard <laughs> yeah, just chilling dude okay All and right. i mean heck i mean we've we've made it through ghost rider spirit of vengeance so of revisiting this movie will actually be really fun yeah i'm really like, excited to revisit this i rewatched it two years ago now holy cow has it been that long since No Way Home has been out? That Damn. was my first time I watched it was two years ago. I watched it really? before No Way Home. I was going to watch both movies, and then I didn't watch the second one. I, I liked the first one. It wasn't that I didn't um, want to watch the second one. It's just that we and started the podcast. It will be weird to see how perspective changes, like yeah. knowing that this is like because when this movie came out, it, we'll talk about it next week, but when that movie came out, it was, all right, this is the new Spider-Man. This is Spider-Man. But now we have the mindset to where that's not new Spider-Man. That's just one of the few Spider-Men that we get to love and enjoy, and we will see together on a screen one day. So it's Peter it, 3. It's Peter 3. Perspective will change. So I'm excited to revisit that. And where where can we watch that? Let me, let me look real quick. Uh, Blu-ray. Blu-ray, uh, It's right? on Netflix, I believe. Yeah, I've got the Blu-ray, too. I believe it is on, you can watch this on, it says on, uh, watch on TNT and then TBS. So TBS, I, guess. I, don't know. I, don't I guess you're out of luck know. if out you don't uh, have this movie on disc, but I mean, and you can as rent all good it, of course, on Amazon. Are, of course, yeah. as fans, yeah, we all rent it. That's not bad. It's not bad. I, I'm actually looking forward to seeing where this movie, it's, I mean, it's a Spider-Man movie. And regardless of the quality, it is a Spider-Man. It. I regardless of when I watched it, I remember the character self, like the character of Spider-Man is just so dang cool. And Andrew Garfield is such a good actor. We'll we'll have to see where it falls. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm excited. Well, but there you have it, folks. We've finished and concluded MCU Phase One Golden in this buzzer. epic Avengers. Ethan, we got our first bing, bing. ten. Ethan with a ten out of ten. And I'm gonna. Be, I'm. I, I don't want everyone to think like, oh, Ethan's just gonna be throwing out tens now. No. I just wanted to Amazing Spider-Man 10 Go like certified Iron like, Man 3 10 yeah. The Wolverine 10 Dark I, World 10 I do love Iron Man 3 I do love Iron you Man do 3 like that movie It is a good Christmas movie It is We're gonna have to see folks But that does it for now So thank you for sticking around And uh, we appreciate you guys It's been quite a journey Making it to this point And you know Before we know it I'm sure we're gonna be Loading up Infinity War and Endgame. And boy, that is going to be something special. But for now, Amazing Spider-Man this is, something is the next movie on yes. our list. So look forward to that. We'll be watching that. And uh, for now, this has been Rayside. This is Ethan Wensloff. This is Micah Hatt. Signing off. We all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. Let's go get some formal. <laughs> <laughs>